0: and social transformation. Today, we're speaking with Eric Coover, who is one of the most inspiring millennials I know, who's dedicated his life to being an example and extending powerful opportunities for freedom and prosperity and joy for other millennials as well. And uh, instead of telling you about Eric, Let me tell you a little background story about this interview that captures it all for me. We did the interview with Eric a couple of days before the interview that you're hearing. And we had some major technical difficulties. And Eric is a very, very busy young man. And immediately he agreed to take another 90 minutes a few days later in his extremely busy schedule And we did the interview all over again. And for me, that says it all about the charitable heart of Eric Coover. And I know as you listen to this interview, you'll also enjoy his intelligence, his optimism, and his uh, infectious energy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Eric Coover. Welcome, friends. Welcome to another edition of Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul. I'm your host, Dr. David Kamnitzer, the cutting edge doc. Most people just call me Dr. David. And here on Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul, we do in depth interviews with individuals that are doing cutting edge work in the areas of healing and spirituality and social transformation. And as many of you know, one of my passions is my relationships with millennials and millennial leaders in particular. I have a strong commitment to empowering the millennial generation and also to receiving the tremendous contribution they have to make. And so one of my highest priorities has been to cultivate powerful, trusting, loving relationships with millennial leaders. And one of the millennial leaders that I know and I consider a friend is Eric Coover. And today's interview is going to be with Eric Coover, who... We're going to explore his journey about becoming a millennial leader and also we're going to explore a particular vehicle that he's using to empower tens of thousands of other millennials. So welcome to Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul, Eric.
1: Dr. David, it's great to be with you. I appreciate you having me on the show. Love your work.
0: Hey, Thank you so much. So the way I like to kind of get into these conversations, is to begin to give you an opportunity to share a little bit about you and your own journey. And in this particular sharing, if you would, if you would tell your story in the context of kind of the ups and downs and challenges and wonderfulness that you've gone through in your own journey to get to where you are now, where I consider you a very important millennial leader that uh, is having an uplifting impact on tens of thousands of other millennials directly, and who knows how many other millennials indirectly. So let me turn it over to you for a while, and maybe you could tell your story kind of in that context.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, you know, life has certainly been a journey for me it's been a it's been a growing journey kind of discovering myself and what I really want to do with my life and uh, you know we're, we're given this one life and I, I believe it's 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 most important to be really spending it doing the things that excite us and, and what we love to do what we're passionate about and and so most of my life I've really been you know I've kind of had that mindset as you know what really excites me what what I'm, what am I passionate about and how can I spend my energy, my time doing, doing doing that? And I've been very fortunate enough to grow up with just exceptional parents uh, who have always poured greatness into me and believed in everything that uh, I was a part of, whether it be growing up and doing uh, all sorts of different sports, you know, probably everyone you could possibly imagine, um, you know, what college I went to, just all, all that stuff. Just they always supported me. And but for a large part of my journey, from the age of eight to about 22 years of age, actually my passion was golf, and pursuing professional golf. I wanted to be, you know, the next Tiger Woods, or in this case, in this day and age, the next Jordan Spieth, guy just won the Masters, which was really cool to see. Talk about a millennial that's making an impact. Um, So that's what I wanted to do. I ate, slept, drank, dreamed all about golf. That was my passion. I've spent four to six hours every single day just playing golf for about 15 years in a row. And it started by just hitting wiffle balls in the backyard, uh, you know, into a net, uh, just hours and hours and hours. And it grew into my passion and was fortunate enough to get a golf scholarship to Arizona State University. And, but, you know, as you grow up, you know, certain things, you know, a lot of distractions come into your life, whether it be Uh, You know, friendships, other relationships, um, you know, college, school, you know, all everything. You know, in this day and age, young people are faced with so many different uh, outside influences that come in and either cause a distraction or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. And so, when I entered college, you know, again, it was my passion to pursue professional golf. But as I kind of matured and And was about to graduate and kind of started to thinking, and do I really want to pursue this as a career? You know, I was uh, actually kind of on my way of out of golf. I mean, I I didn't really, I wasn't really loving it anymore. I I didn't, it didn't excite me as much. uh, And I kind of actually felt the joy uh, for the game kind of starting to fade away because it really became sort of like a job and a chore and I just didn't really enjoy it anymore, and and as a result, my game start to, started to kind of suffer. I mean, any time that you're doing something that you're not as passionate about anymore, usually you don't do as good of a job, and so I started to kind of explore other avenues. You know, I worked door-to-door sales, selling oil change packages in the 118-degree Arizona heat in the summers, trying to kind of find my own way, and I always wanted to whatever I was doing to kind of be my own thing. That's why I was drawn to golf. It was because, you know, my parents were remarkable people who were very successful. And I kind of always had a chip on my shoulder that, you know, well, if I make, if I, you know, make it successful in the world, I want to make my own way. I don't want to be handed anything or gifted anything. I want to make my own way. And that's why I think I held on to golf for so long and why I was kind of resistant of transitioning out of golf because it became my identity and I became afraid of change. I didn't know what I was really going to, you know, it was, I was afraid to step into the unknown. And, you know, being a, you know, pursuing a professional sport, if any athletes are on the, on listening, you can probably relate that you're, you're always really hard on yourself. You're constantly striving to be perfect. You know, you're never really good enough. And so when I kind of stepped out of golf and I started to explore other things, I kind of had that same mindset. And I, felt like I had to be somebody else. And I wasn't really felt like I was authentic to myself, but I really found something that I know that we're going to go into that uh, has shifted the whole course of my life and really allowed me to step into my authentic self and be transparent and live unapologetically and um, just really do the things that I love to do. And that's what I think is is most important. So it's certainly been a journey, but, um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, everything that you've kind of done in your life usually prepares you for the next chapter. And there's so many things in golf that really have prepared me for this next stage in my life. Um, so, you know, I'm just grateful for that journey I've been on.
0: What do you think helped you to get past that stage where you were basically kind of avoiding the domination of following in your parents' footsteps and, uh, kind of resisting that um, that situation, that 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 classic adolescent type of rebellion. What helped you to go through that and not get stuck in it to the point where you were actually free of your of of your parents in that kind of a, a confining way, and you were free to actually take a look at your life again and. And say, hey, you know, no matter who my parents are, um, I I, want to choose something that resonates with me. What helped you get past that resistance to the point where you could go deeper inside yourself and take a good look at who you were deeper down? You must have had some mentors.
1: Well, I had some incredible mentors, and I've been very fortunate. Actually, when I kind of transitioned out of golf, you know, I had a great person in my life. Um, His name is David T.S. Wood. He kind of, uh, you know, took me under his wing and and really challenged me. And, you know, he said, you know, I know that you, your passion is professional golf or, you know, your passion was golf, but I know that kind of how you're feeling about that now. But I would just challenge you to kind of step into the unknown. And he he really, he, that's what he really uh, had me embrace was, it's kind of the unknown zone. And you know nothing really good happens in your comfort zone. And that's what I really had to learn how to fall in love with. I had to fall in love with being uncomfortable and all those you know emotions that kind of come up um, where you know you get really nervous and you're, you know your heart starts to pound and stuff like that, and you're just very uncertain. You know usually as you, if you start to push the limit on that, and the more uncomfortable you get, the more your comfort zone really starts to expand, and now you know I'm doing things in my life that you know five six years ago I would have felt were so extremely un- uncomfortable. I mean, I literally would have turned green, and uh, you know, because I was I was very shy and socially awkward, and now to really get to have the opportunity to to speak in front of sometimes ten nine or nine ten thousand people at a time it's, uh, you know, I would have, you know, gagged at that opportunity five, six years ago. And now, you know, I've really embraced it. And it's something that kind of just comes second nature to me. But it's still not a, you know, easy thing. But I think that, um, you know, just realizing that I could be my authentic self. And, and uh, as long as I really surrounded myself with the right people, you know, who believed in me, and, you know, kind of what were that uh, that kind of circle of trust. And that's what my parents always kind of instilled in me is that, you know, you really are the the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And so I really had to, you know, I, I went through school and, and there, there were some people in my life that weren't really serving me. I mean, and that's not really, I don't mean to sound selfish there, but they don't, they weren't, they didn't really, uh, have the things that, I wanted to attain in my life. So, I, you, know, you know, my dad's always kind of challenged me, Eric, you want to surround yourself with people who are better than you, who are always going to challenge you, who have personality traits that you want and desire, who have bank accounts that you want and desire, who have, you know, who are contributing to the world in meaningful ways that you, you know, your heart is called to, you know, and, and desires for. And, and then you will start to really, if you surround yourself with those types of people, you'll start to really shift in that direction. And I had to really take a look at my life and say, okay, who, who can I, what are some friendships or relationships in my life that aren't serving me? Um, You know, and, uh, you know, to be honest with you, there's a lot of people in in life that their relationships, whether it be a intimate relationship or a, you know, a friendship where that's not really conducive to where they want to go. And, uh, you know, we just call them toxic people. And, uh, but because of that, your friends, you feel like you need to stay loyal and so I went through some of those challenges too, but uh, I think that just surrounding yourself with, with great, great people, you know, having mentors that you can look up to, you know, that really all contributes to, um, you know, getting through those times that maybe feel feel tough. And and I can look back at all the times in my life where maybe I was very uncertain, and you know, were coming kind of some of my darkest times. And not that I had real dark times, but some of the times that where I felt like gosh, I, I don't know if I can get through this. It have been such a blessing for me. And I look back at, you know, critical moments in my life and it's like, that was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. And so, but I think that, like as you said, mentors and, and great people uh, help you get through that.
0: Now, were you more driven in this process at the time by kind of wanting to deal with some sort of pain or angst you were having? Or were you more driven by some sense of, of purpose and destiny that you were wanting to tap into or some combination of both? What was really driving your process so that you were willing to go through this period of uncomfortableness?
1: Well, I, I, I always knew that, you know, I was put on this earth to serve, to serve people. Uh, I feel like that is, I, I just, I'm in love with people. I love you know, people fascinate me. I love engaging in conversation with people, getting to know people, becoming really interested in people. Uh, I love that. And I think that I've always felt that I was kind of called to do something bigger and it was going to make a big impact in the world. And when I was playing professional golf, I really felt like, uh, it was just kind of all about me and, you know, that was kind of an empty feeling. And, you know, it was, it's just kind of, it's, you know, golf, (laughs) golf can be a very lonely game, uh, especially when things aren't going very well. And I, and I really felt like it kind of limited my capacity to impact people. And so uh, I think that's, that's what definitely got me through uh, knowing that, uh, you know, I, I always was passionate about young people. I was always passionate about um, you know, and as I went through college, I was passionate about um, freedom. I was passionate about you know being able to experience incredible adventures and and travel the world and uh, do the things you love and you know spend time on those things. And but what I started to realize when I was in college is that you know sometimes the way our society and the media programs us to think it really is. Kind of a limited thinking i mean you turn on the news uh you know on, on your television set i mean you're just we're just all bombarded with negativity and what's wrong in the world and the, the 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 you know recent shooting that's happened in the neighborhood and you know it's just it's just it's pretty it's very very toxic i mean we we live in a pretty toxic negative world and you know and so and I also found a lot of my friends going through college. I found, I saw them go through, get great, great degrees, but then, you know, enter the workforce and they couldn't find jobs. Or they were, they, if they found a job, it was a very low-paying job where, you know, they were, you know, in, stuck in a nine-to-five job and something that just didn't really excite them. That they didn't really love. But because society tells us that that's what we got to do, we, get, we go to school, we get a degree, then we get a job, and then we work our way up in corporate America. And that's just the way, you know, we have a couple kids, have a nice family. And then we're, when we're 60, 65 years old, then we can retire and enjoy our life. And then we can go travel the world and do the things that, you know, excite us. To me, that just kind of is a little messed up and that whole model, not, you know, and if you're in a nine to five job that you love, um, then that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm a big advocate of going to school, but I think that's what kind of kept me going is that I always knew that, you know, I was called for something bigger. Uh, I was always passionate about young people and maybe creating an Avenue or a a vehicle for them to really tap into, to do, do more of the things that they love. And I think that deep in my heart, my soul, that's what I was called to do. But, you know, uh, my head just hadn't caught up yet because I was in professional golf and an athlete and, you know, where you're living in your head all the time. And, uh, where instead of kind of listening in my heart and listening, having my kind of emotions be more of my guidance system, um, that's when I really started to become passionate about, you know, what I'm doing now.
0: Oh, thanks for that, Eric. So now that people I think have a, a pretty good sense of your own journey, let's shift gears and take a look at society in general and the millennial generation in particular. And uh, let me make a few opening remarks and then invite your comments. So it's pretty obvious of anybody who takes an honest look at our culture that there's tremendous breakdown occurring um, across a broad variety of areas of life and institutions. Many old ways of relating and doing business uh, are certainly not working. The old ideas of a career path where you work for one company for 40 years and then they take care of you is certainly becoming uh, the way of going the way of the dinosaur. And uh, uh, any time when there's just massive breakdown, it obviously can be very stressful, especially if you don't have the wisdom to understand that this is part of a larger life process, kind of like the myth of the phoenix that rises from the ashes, that there is a new culture There's entire new possibilities that are available. But as you mentioned, the media and other forces uh, tend to encourage people to be transfixed on the breakdown, which triggers more fear and unclear thinking, et cetera. So it's a vicious circle. And um, so this is a challenge for all of us. And this shows up in many ways, from the quality of the food we're eating to the quality of our relationships, to our finances, to our faith and hope, our our sense of the future and possibility. It, it, it has enormous impact, trust levels, uh, willingness to, uh, to discipline ourselves to accomplish something incredible. It, it has an enormous impact. And certainly it's particularly challenging for millennials because – Millennials have access to so many media routes, and uh, they're exposed to so many different images and stories, and many of them come from families that are broken or dysfunctional, and they look out in the world and Uh, older people are telling them what to do, but they look out in the world and they look and see the way the older people are living and they don't particularly want to have a life like that. So it's really easy to get bitter and angry and cynical and just live for the moment. And, but that has its own problems. And so there's tremendous uh, breakdowns going on and deep down, if people would admit that they have a lot of really deep concerns and, Um, and I know that as a millennial leader, you communicate with the millennials in such a way that it makes it safe for them to acknowledge where they are and their concerns. And at that point, I know you're able to, they're listening to you and you're able to offer some new possibilities. And I know that the structure that affords those possibilities to bring out the best in people and to bring out the best in the millennials that you're using as your service vehicle is the vehicle of network marketing where, uh, products and services are distributed by groups and teams working together for the benefit of everyone. And, um, there are enormous potentials for that model. And, uh, So let me just turn it over to you and see if there's anything you want to say about anything I've said so far, and then to begin to share about how you see these breakdowns for the millennials and how you see network marketing as providing a structure that allows for possibilities for freedom, health, wealth, uh, satisfying relationships, travel, and uh, we'll take it from there.
1: Awesome. Well, as you said, I mean, there's obviously a, you know, a, a problem's going on out there. Uh, you know, as we've talked about, you know, whether it be the media being, you know, training us to think a certain way or turning on the news and it's very negative. Um, you know, we're just, we're all programmed a certain way and, you know, you just, all, all it takes is you to go on your social media feed uh, on Facebook, or Instagram, or Twitter, or whatever, and people are literally, you know, they're dreading Mondays, and they cannot wait for the weekend, and so they're, out of the seven days in the week, they're kind of uh, trading five miserable days for two, you know, good days on the weekend, you know, and they're just, everything's TGIF, can't wait for the weekend, and then, you know, they're just dreading Mondays, and so, you you know we can start kind of start to see that I think it is gosh seventy to eighty percent of all people actually think about quitting their jobs every single day, and so now again if you're in a job that you love that is great more power to you I think that's great as long as you're doing something you love I think that's fantastic, but you talk with, with a lot of people I mean you can literally see the you know their faith their facial expression you know wh- while they're doing what they're doing i mean they're just passionless they they're just it's and they, you can tell they're just empty inside and they're looking for something that is going to bring some fulfillment into their life that know, knowing that they can make a difference knowing that they matter and really knowing that they can you know create some more freedom in their life whether that be a little bit more freedom or a lot more freedom and what we found is that, and I really believe when network marketing, as you mentioned, when it's done the right way, I don't think there's a better vehicle or profession in the world to really get you to really where you want to go in your life. I mean, network marketing can help you uh, add more purpose into your life. It can add more freedom in your life. It can add more fulfillment in your life. It can surround, It can immediately surround you with some of the most positive you know, motivational, uh, just like-minded people on the planet uh, where you can just instantly meet people uh, that you'll have rapport with and camaraderie with and, and want what you want. Um, there's just, I mean, I've just never quite seen a community like that. And, and I, and I, sometimes I have to laugh because a lot of, a lot of times some of the naysayers of network marketing, well, they'll say, Gosh, well, you know, those people, those people in network marketing, they're all so positive. They're all so happy, like as if that's some sort of a problem. (laughs) I mean, sign me up for those issues. I mean, I want more happiness in in my life. I want more joy. I want, I want to be more positive in my life. And so, you know, in network marketing, you know, today for, for literally for such low startup costs, I mean, you think about, um, you know, the, the kind of the American dream is being able to, you know, start your own company and, you know, go to work for yourself and stuff like that. But in this day and age, it's extremely expensive to start your own business. And You know, Robert Kiyosaki talks a lot about this, about, you know, a lot of times when people own businesses, they don't really own their business. Their business owns them, um, you know, and so if you can create really a a vehicle for yourself where you can be in total control and really create a residual income for yourself, which, I mean, we could talk for hours and hours about how powerful residual income where you literally do something one time and, you know, support it and you get paid over over and over and over and over and over and over again for that activity. You know, that's a powerful, powerful thing. And so, um, you know, and it, and it really gives people, you know, an avenue to create, as we said, a little bit more freedom or a lot more freedom in their life, but gain access to a whole community of incredible people for very low startup costs, for, you know, as little as $29 to start up. And and uh, it's just, it's just remarkable. I mean, you think about investing in a business today, most people, times when you ask people how much they invested when they started their business, it's, you know, $25,000, 100000 $1 a million. Dollars just to start their own business, and they start out in tons and tons of debt. And so, um, so this is where network marketing gets really, really exciting. And the coolest part about it is that you don't have to quit your job to start a network marketing business. You can do this alongside with whatever you're doing, and you know, earn a, a little bit extra income on it. Um, you know, but there's there's definitely some some things that you need to consider when you're aligning yourself with the right network marketing company, because, you know, to be honest with you, there's like, there's good and there's good actors and there's bad actors. You know, fortunately there's a lot of great network marketing companies that make this profession proud, but there's also, you know, a lot of bad ones that don't make it very proud. And so you want to, you obviously need a product or service that, you know, produces solutions for people, you know, does it really meet the market trends out there and provide solutions for people? Um, You know, does it, is the timing and positioning of the company, uh, right is, you know, this, does the company have the right management in place? Do they have network marketing experience? Um, you know, and so, you know, does it have a personal development, uh, plan attached to it? So that's one of the most beautiful things about network marketing is, is it really is a kind of like a personal growth journey with a compensation plan attached to it. And, you know, there's a great saying that your wealth can only grow to the extent that you're willing to grow yourself. And I really believe that um, network marketing is the best vehicle in order to really grow yourself and become a better version of yourself each and every day, just by the people you're surrounding yourself with, what you're, you know, empowered to do in network marketing with really building a team. Um, and you're really stepping into leadership. So there's so many incredible advantages uh, that we can go go more into.
0: Well, thank you, Eric. Uh, One question I would like to ask is to take on this issue of the prejudice uh, around network marketing. I think some of it just has to do with the fact that a lot of times people are afraid about things they don't understand. And I think some of it has to do with what you were al- alluding to is that because it is so powerful, it can attract people that either are, are trying to earn a quick buck or are basically in that situation. But uh, I want to hit this head on because sometimes in my experience, it's, it's not hit head on, and I think it's important to do that. Is there anything you want to say about your thoughts about um, the prejudice Around network marketing, because if it if it's part of the water we're swimming in, and a new person gets involved and they're not really aware of it, it could kind of blindsight them. So, is there anything you want to say about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think as you said, a lot of times people will sometimes have a, a negative opinion about network marketing simply because they've heard you know a bad story uh, you know that's happened to some, one of their friends or, or something like that. When in reality, um, you know, they don't really know much about that. You know, they they're just kind of clueless about what n- network marketing really is and they haven't really done their research. And so they just don't really know. But because they've heard some opinion that happened to somebody in a, in a company that didn't work out, that maybe, you know, and it maybe had to do with the person. I mean, really, the only way that you can uh fail in network marketing is to quit. I mean, this is one of the only professions that I know of where you can literally fail 90% of the time and become like, uh, you know, a multiple six or seven figure earner in, in in network marketing. It's just, it's remarkable. But, you know, you, you hear the, 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 the phrase all the time, pyramid scheme, you know, all these myths out there. And the truth is, is that you know pyramid schemes obviously exist but pyramid schemes are when you know there's no product or service that people need that is sold so it's literally just an exchange of money and if 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 you're looking for a company in network marketing and there's no product or service then that is a very very big red flag and that probably is a pyramid scheme that you don't want to get involved with but if you have you know a, lit- a legitimate product that is you know a need in the marketplace that people you know uh, that provides solutions for people, then you know this this becomes a real business model. And just like anything, you know, and you know, network marketing is is kind of like true capitalism in, in its finest form. I mean, instead of paying large ad ad, ad agencies, advertising firms to go out and put the company's uh, products or services all over billboards and across TV commercials and run marketing campaigns, network marketing companies say, you know what, we're going to actually, instead of spending all those dollars on marketing agencies, we're going to actually spend those dollars and put it towards the consumer that is actually believes in our products and loves our products and wants to go out and share our product word of mouth. And you think about the most effective uh, marketing today, it's all word of mouth marketing. I mean, the most effective, I mean, I would much rather trust, I I trust, you know, my friends, my family members, people who I respect a lot more than, you know, all all the time I go on to, you know, if if there's a restaurant that I Google that I'm interested in going in, I'll go in and watch and, and look at the reviews that, um, that have been done about the restaurant just to get people's opinions, to get people's word of mouth, to see how, how it's gone for them. Typically, I won't gain a lot of trust from just because a uh, you know uh, something's got a cool commercial or anything like that. There's I have a lot more trust with people, that consumers that have actually gone to the restaurant or consumed the products, and so you know it's it's just a beautiful beautiful model. And if you can actually, if you've got a product or service that you're passionate about that you love, um, you know, and to be able to provide people a way to go out and create an additional stream of income for themselves and be in business for themselves and potential to give themselves a raise every single day where they're in control and they don't have to worry about, because, you know, a lot of times at jobs, it, you know, if you're in a nine to five job, you're reporting to somebody else who's, you know, puts a limit on your income. They're telling you how much you're worth. Um, you got a clock in, you got a clock out and you're, you're lucky to get, you know, a 3% raise every single year. I mean, it's just, so we at network marketing, we put people in the driver's seat, um, with a business model that is so natural for, for people anyway, but just by sharing word of mouth and especially for young people in this day and age with social media, uh, and the internet. I mean, it's just, it makes so much sense. And so when this profession is done right with integrity, there's no better profession in the world. And so, um, you know, it's, my belief that we're really redefining this industry of network marketing and, and, sh- and really showing the the beautiful uh, aspects of it and why it's so great. Cause there's big, big people that endorse this industry. I mean, Jack Canfield, Donald Trump, um, Robert Kiyosaki, I mean Robert Kiyosaki author of a bit rich dad, poor dad, business of the 21st century. He wrote a wrote a whole book on how network marketing is the business of the 21st century is and franchising is, you know, uh, f- kind of ancient times now and so it's kind of like 20 years ago people would look at you like you're an alien if you were in network marketing now people are starting to really uh grasp this you know idea of network marketing and 20 years from now people are probably going to look at you like you're an alien if you're not in network marketing it's just becoming you know a thing that's happening because people really see the power in it and it's the most recession proof business model on the planet. Because, you know, when the economy tanks, people start looking for alternative solutions, they start looking for additional streams of income. And that's what network marketing can provide for people.
0: Can you talk about how in network marketing, you only succeed by empowering others to succeed, whereas in a traditional corporate setting, if you have a superstar that is on your team, you might feel threatened by their success because you feel like they may uh, take your job.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that happens all the time in corporate America. And I'm sure many people can relate. It's kind of like, you know, the new superstar shows up at the, the company and all of a sudden people are trying to tear him down because, as you said, Dr. David, he's a or he or she is a threat and uh, everybody's just kind of always trying to climb the corporate ladder and get ahead. And it's, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of great companies where that's, they're doing things the right way. But in most corporations, that's just kind of the way it is. And people are trying to, you know, kick you off the ladder and trying to tear you down instead of, we're in network marketing. Your success literally depends on other people's success. So the more that I go out and help other people become successful, I become successful and I will tell you, there is no more fulfilling thing in the entire world than, you know, it's, it's one, it's great. It's, it's a great thing to, you know, become physically and financially free and, you know, you experience success, but what's way more fulfilling is to go help other people and watch, watch how that happens in their life and the impact that it makes in their life and their family's life. That's the most rewarding thing in the world that's why network marketing is so beautiful. And that's what gets me up really early in the morning is, you know, you're, there's no limit on how many people you can serve. And the more people you you serve, you, we literally go, we get paid to go change people's lives. I mean, it's just remarkable. And so we're in the traditional business model in corporate America. That's typically, you know, not the case. And, uh, you know, there's a, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to be in control of your destiny where you can literally you're kind of creating your own economy. You don't have to rely on, you know, the government or, um, you know, the, the opinions of your, your, your superiors in your company about what they think about you. You can go and create your own destiny and uh, and get paid what you're truly worth and, and help other people step into their power and, you know, really become the person That you want to become because when you start to become and start to be all these extraordinary things, you start to grow as a person, you'd be blown away at the the people. I mean, I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. As we start to be all these things in the world, we start to be um, leaders and we start to be fearless and courageous and, you know, contribution focused and uh, loving and passionate. We start to attract all of these people into our life that want what we have and want, you know, and that's, that's when this really gets very, very exciting.
0: You know, to me, this is where the power is in network marketing is the fact that since you only become truly successful, especially with regard to residual income by building uh, up up other people who can build up other people who can build up other people, Um, you are being rewarded financially for all the non-financial things in life that are good and true and beautiful in terms of service and contribution. And there's a fairness and a balance there, especially if you're with a company that has a fair and balanced compensation plan. And I think um, this is what's hard for people who haven't experienced it to really understand is when you're in that flow and you're participating and you're actually freeing yourself through freeing others that's that's a reality that if someone is coming from the old paradigm the old scarcity model it's almost unbelievable
1: yeah it really is and that's that's the that's the thing is it's kind of like a lot of people, you know, they want more happiness in their life or they want more money in their life. And the way you go about doing that is if, if you want more happiness in your life, go help somebody else and make them happy. If you want more money in your life, go, you know, pour greatness into somebody else and help them make more money. You know, if you want more, you know, whatever you want in your life, go help more people have that. And then you're going to have that. And so that's the same thing with network marketing. It's just, you want more freedom in your life, you want to travel the world more, you want to do all these things, then you go help other people, you know, become free and travel more and, you know, make more money and, uh, and feel more joy in their life, you'll make somebody's day. That's when, you know, you start to live and experience more of that stuff in your life.
0: How true. So I'd like to switch gears a little bit and bring up a subject matter that might be a little bit delicate. I don't mean to offend any millennials, but uh, an observation that I have is a generalization. Is on one hand, I think a great strength of millennials is the fact that they've grown up in a virtual world where communication can happen incredibly rapidly, uh, and uh, information can flow incredibly rapidly. On the other hand, I think a pitfall. Uh, for millennials is because they've grown up in this world of sound bites and highlights and, and and virtual reality. A lot of times, it seems to me like millennials get excited about an idea or a possibility, but they're not realistic about the fact that to go from getting excited about a possibility to really mastering something takes a few years. I mean, even though... Uh, even though network marketing is a lot faster to uh, financial success than just about anything else, it does take a few years of concentrated effort and study. And one issue or concern or observation that I'd like you to speak to is it seems like so many millennials, their nervous system is so wired that their attention span is so short that that the idea of committing for four or five years to a project like this, for many people, young people, it's difficult. And, and could you speak to some of my comments?
1: Without a doubt. I mean, we live in a fast paced, you know, society that's only getting faster with technology, the way things are going. Everybody's on their cell phones. Everybody's on social media. Uh, you know, it's now, 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 now. We want it faster, quicker. Um, and that's what technology has done for us. I mean, um, you know, I still remember the days of, uh, when the internet first launched where we had like the dial up modems and it would take, you know, a couple minutes to, to access the internet. And now it's kind of like, boom, you know, uh, in, in a flash, we're on the internet. And if we have issues, I mean, you see people start to, uh, you know, get all frustrated and I mean, people's tension spans or patience is very, very short. And I think technology's had a lot of, Influence in that. And so, but it's also, as you said, had a a lot of influence and you know, people want results now. They want to experience results now. And but the truth is, is like anything, you know, when I was out playing professional golf or, you know, in in pursuing professional golf, it, you know, when I picked up a club when I was nine years old, I was, you know, I knew that the commitment that it took, I knew that it took you know, four to six hours a day of tireless preparation and practicing and going out and playing golf and hitting the shots and over and over and over again. I mean, that's that whole Malcolm Gladwell's book on, you know, outliers talking about, uh, where he talks about it requires, I think 10,000 hours to really master anything. And it's no different with network marketing. Um, but as you said, because in this day and age everything's quick, is sometimes especially for young people, their attention spans are, are 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 you know on to the next thing. And if they're not seeing results quickly, then they're like like we talked about, they're on to the next thing. And so, but you really have to look at this if you're looking to get into network marketing. You have to look at it as a long term investment. You know, uh, four, five, six, seven, ten year commitment and investment. And but so what? I mean so I mean let's say you're 24, 25, 26 years old listening today and thinking about getting into network marketing. I mean where else on the planet can you literally in four, five, six years if you go all out and you put the pedal to the metal and you say I'm gonna do this and go all in, I'm gonna work this alongside of what I'm already doing and I'm gonna focus in on I'm gonna dedicate let's let's say an hour every single, Night to working my network marketing business, and I'm going to make the most out of that time. And I'm going to practice the skills, and I'm going to talk to people, and I'm going to you know grow my business, and I'm going to help people. Then over time, you know, if you consistently share a message over time with passion and conviction, eventually all the right people are going to start to show up in your life, and it's and your message is going to land on good people. But most people quit before they right before they have. Their, their greatest breakthrough, and uh, and that's that's really a shame, but I mean, you, you look at all the professional athletes, all the people who have done things great in their life, they didn't get there overnight, it was a, a long journey that they learned a lot along the way, and they practiced over and over and over again, they were willing to fail, they were lo- willing to look bad, I mean, nobody picked up a, you know, has p- ever picked up a golf club, or or shot a basketball, or Done anything and been in the first time they've done it, they were absolutely perfect, flawless. Uh, you know, ready to enter the professional leagues. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way in network marketing. If you're looking to get in network marketing, you're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to, you know, trip over some of your words. You're not going to not know what you're doing. You know, for the first, you know, maybe a couple weeks, couple months, maybe the first year, you're going to learn a lot of things. But through that journey. You're going to discover what works for you. You're going to start to master some of the skills. You're going to meet some remarkable people, and eventually your message is going to land on good people, so that when the people come into your life that are ready for the ready for your message, because you were willing to mess up and trip over your words and you know and look bad, those people are now ready to hear your message uh, with power, conviction, and and that's that's the way it works. But you know where else on the on earth in five, six, seven years, if you're 25, 26 years old can you have the potential to be literally financially free and live a life of freedom, contribution, fulfillment by the time you're 28, 29, 30 years old. I mean, it's just, and being total control of your destiny. It's, it's just a mind boggling thing. And it's, it's, I still haven't found another vehicle where literally you can just take the ordinary person, the average Joe and, uh, and they can, you know, there's no limits, and they can create infinite possibility and abundance for themselves and their family, and turn into a total superstar and, and impact the world. Uh, I've never seen quite a vehicle like that with uh, that network marketing can can have in people's lives.
0: Why do you think our society is such that it's common knowledge that if you want to be an excellent athlete, it takes several years of dedicated effort, or if you want to become an excellent doctor it takes many years of dedicated effort why do you think people are so out of reality when it comes to what it takes to be the person you need to be to become an excellent professional network marketer
1: well because i think it's 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 different i mean nobody likes to um Nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. Nobody like again, people don't like the unknown. I mean, I didn't like the unknown at all. And, and the unknown still scares me. And I think that, uh, and, and with network marketing, you know, because we are, the beautiful thing about network marketing is that we are our own boss. But the, the challenging thing with network marketing is that we are our own boss. So that there, you're not having to, clock in and report to anybody who's you know telling you you got to show up. you know there's there's nobody there saying well you didn't show up today so you know you're gone. I mean it's you know we have to really there has to be some sort of drive inside of us where you know how bad do you really want this? And I, I really feel like you know we talk about in network marketing, we talk about this idea of really having a vision for yourself and a why for yourself and you, you start thinking about why, you know, if you if I, I, you know, I challenge everybody, if you're getting into network marketing, you want to think about why am I really doing this? I mean, am I doing this um, to earn a little bit more income? OK, well, why do I want to learn earn a little bit more income? Well, I want to earn more income because I want to, you know, retire my spouse or I want to retire my mom and dad so I can spend more time with them and I can, um, you know, thank them for the extraordinary life they have blessed me with. Um, you know, that's a big why. You know, I, you know, another why could be, I want to, you know, free stay at home moms. um, Or I, or I want to, you know, empower moms that are stuck in a nine to five job who want to spend more time at home with their kids. I mean, that's a strong why, if that's what you want to do for yourself. And I think that if your why isn't really big enough, then all those why nots will kind of start to creep in. Well, I just don't have the time. Well, I just, you know, I... Uh, in network marketing, it's just, those things never work. It's, it's, it's too difficult. Um, this and that, that's where, that's when all that doubt kind of starts to creep in. And so I think that, uh, I think that's a lot of the times why, and I, and I, and to be honest with you, I think that a lot of people struggle with, uh, this idea that you can have it all. You can have unlimited income and unlimited abundance in your life. You know, if, if if we were to say, hey, in order to build a successful network marketing business, uh, you know, you have to go contact ten people a day. Ten, you have to, or if 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 if, if somebody said um, you're starting a new job, a new nine to five job, and we're going to pay you fifty thousand dollars per year, every single year, um, to do this job, and the job is is you have to go talk to 10 new people a day that don't know anything about your opportunity. You have to, and then all you have to do with those people is you have to plug them into tools and systems that the, the company has created that will actually do the education for you. And then you'll have to, then you, then your job is for people who get that vision, you have to just teach and duplicate that same process. So t- show them how to, talk to 10 new people a day and then plug them into the tools and systems. If people were given that job, a nine to five job like that and paid them $50,000 a year, people would say, okay, you know, I can go do that. But because that, because there's no cap or ceiling on how much income you can make. And because there's nobody that you have to kind of clock into, um, for some reason, people have a challenge going out and getting consistent with that. But what we will tell you is if you are consistent with that, going and sharing your message and doing those skills, then you can really set yourself free. You can set your family free um, so that you don't have to uh, be stuck in something that you don't enjoy. But I think it's the mindset that I kind of just spoke about um, that people have struggle with because we're so programmed to say, okay, well, if I do that job, I'll make this much money. And then if I do a little better job, you know, I can get a little bit of a raise where in network marketing, it's you know, there's none of that in there, and it's kind of like you know, go be consistent with that, and uh, there's really no ceiling on the amount of income that you can make or the amount of impact that you can make in people's lives. And I think that, for to be honest with you, scares people.
0: I understand. Could you, uh, to for the listeners, could you contrast network marketing with professional sales and talk about the difference in terms of working together as a team and being mentored by senior people and also talk about the power of geometric progression.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that diving into network marketing again, you have an immediate team of people who believe in what you believe in. You're going to be mentored by some of the most inspiring people. I mean, you, you, you come to a network marketing conference I mean you're going to see people speak on stage you're going to be like wow that that is an amazing individual and he's involved in what I'm involved in and you know you know I want to be more like him or her or um you know there's just extraordinary people in this profession and so and the beautiful and the great thing is again is that everybody around you is going to want to help you everybody wants you to be successful and that just isn't always the case as we talked about in corporate America um you know and so this isn't and network marketing isn't about going out and pushing volume and getting sales and, you know, doing all that stuff. And it, and I would say if you're with a company that's all about pushing volume and volume, volume, volume and numbers, numbers, numbers and, you know, how many sales, how, how many people did we get today? You're probably with, uh, you know, you may want to second guess the company that you're with or the opportunity that you're with, you know, it's you know that's not the mindset that you want to have you want to have the mindset of you know we're not trying to get anybody or push anything this is about going out and saying hey there's people in the world out there that are in physical pain there's people out there in the world that are in financial pain and you know as i'm in conversations with people as i become interested in people i'm going all i all i know is i have a gift with people that can really bring value to that person's life and it can help that person's life dramatically. And that's the mindset that we all want to have. And that's really where the geometric progression of numbers comes in, where, where you can literally build a network of people. And that's all we do. We, we build a network of people who are consuming or using our product or service. And when that starts to happen over time, uh, it's kind of like, imagine like right now you work in a nine-to-five job, and you work, uh, let's say, 10 hours per week. Well, guess what? You're going to get paid for those 10 hours per week. You're only paid on the work. You're trading your time for money. But in network marketing, kind of this geometric progression of numbers, um, let's say you go out and you find 10 people that share your same vision, your same values, and want to contribute to the world like you do. And you say, okay, well, each person in my team here, they're also they also have 10 hours to dedicate every single work, week every single week. Well, now instead of just getting paid on your 10 hours, like in a nine to five job, trading time for money, now because you went out and found, found 10 people who are all also willing to invest 10 hours into their network marketing business. Now I'm still only investing ten hours, but I'm actually getting paid on a hundred hours because all those people on my team in my in my network are now investing time, and I'm getting paid off those people's efforts. I mean that I mean is total leverage, time leverage. Uh, it's you know leveraging people. That's where, I mean, when you really get this whole concept of network marketing, you won't sleep at night, how powerful this can be over time. But you have to be, again, willing to put the work into it and look at this as a long term thing. If you're involved in something that's promising to be a get rich quick scheme, I mean, I I think that's another red flag. I mean, again, everything requires time and energy commitment. And um, I think that's the key.
0: And in terms of extending your example, out of those 10, maybe two or three, take it seriously and share with people. And maybe out of those two or three, and then that's the multiple level. That's really where the power is, right?
1: Exactly right. I mean, that's the cool thing is you could, you know, share your opportunity, uh, your network marketing company with somebody, they get, you know, they could have no interest, but then they could say, well, you know, I know somebody who might be interested in this and they could refer them to you and, you know, you could get that person started and they could totally rock it out and bring all these people in. Um, and then all those people, you're literally getting paid on all those people's efforts because they're, all they're doing is consuming your product, your service, you know, on a, on a monthly basis or whatever. And all, every time that person orders or reorders, you know, all that kind of can flow up to you and you get paid. And that's the power of this residual income model. Um, and it can really be an asset for you where You can literally build a financial wall around your family that nobody can tear down. I mean, that's a very powerful thing.
0: And one thing I want to point out is that for this to work and for it to be sustainable and balanced, there has to be an amazing product or service or combination of products or services at a fair price that the people in the network would choose to purchase at that price, whether they were building a business or not. I think that's one of the areas where a lot of network marketing companies if you really do your due diligence that's where they fall short and i think that's a really important thing to look at if you're thinking about joining a network marketing company ask yourself would i buy this would i buy from this product mix or this service mix month after month if i had no business intent and i think those are the strongest companies uh, because they're viable in the long run, which is what you need for residual income.
1: Without a doubt. Yeah, you, you want a product or service that people are going to continually use over and over and over. Um, preferably every single month, they're going to need to uh, reorder because it provides such a solution for them. And, and again, you, you need to be integrity with yourself and, and want this product or service also you have to be passionate about and believe in what you're doing you can't just say okay i'm going to align myself with this product or service that i don't really believe in you know just because i want to go out and push it and sell it to people that you know if you're if you're not passionate about it you can't be authentically going out with integrity and sharing with people that um that you you care about and want to help and so that's that's a huge thing i think that you hit on is you you need a product or service that really delivers value for people and can and it can enhance somebody's life and that something that can people will want to buy over and over and over and over again
0: i mean it's almost paradoxical it seems to me when i evaluate network marketing companies as a business opportunity the ones that i think are the best business opportunities are the ones where 80 to 85% of the people who get involved don't want to do it as a business because First of all, it leaves more money over It leaves more money available for the 15 to 20 percent that really do want to build the business. Plus, it provides that regular volume every month after month of products and services being moved through your business, which makes it a legitimate, strong, vital business.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, you you have to have loyal customers that love your products, that believe in your products, that are ordering it over and over and they're just passionate about it. And as you said, I mean, that's, I think that's a great kind of percentage, you know, you know, 80, 85% of the people, you know, just, just consuming the products, maybe not even got that they, maybe they haven't even gone out and shared it with somebody, but that's when, you know, you have a strong, sustainable, long-term business model because you've got great products. Every great company starts with a great product. And then of course there's, there's, you know, so many other things that come along with it. You know, you got to have a great culture, um, one of integrity, one of contribution, one of, uh, you know, just you have to have some great, great core values, family, um, you know, a management team, compensation plan. There's lots of things you look at, but product, you know, you got to have a product that people want and provide solutions.
0: Eric, uh, I, is there anything that you'd like to say to our listeners in closing, especially to any of the millennial listeners or people that care about millennials
1: well you know i would just say that if you're if you're listening to this and you're not enjoying uh, if you're spending a lot of time on you know things that aren't exciting you or you, that you aren't enjoying then i would just challenge you to really take a re- you know assessment of your life and say You know why am I really spending time on something that I'm not enjoying? And um, you know because again, life is too short to be to be spending time on the things that don't excite us, that don't make us happy. And as long as we're kind of following our heart, following our emotions, and letting our emotions, you know, because our emotions are going to be our guide to tell us if it excites us or not. And if you're spending time on things that don't excite you you know, really re- 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 reevaluate that. And I would really challenge you to look at network marketing as a, a model for you to, to not just get involved with it, in it because, you know, you want to build up the company, but get involved in it, you know, have a big dream for your life and, and think about what the things that excite you. I mean, the things that excite you could be, you know, just traveling the world more. It could be you want to spend more time, you know, playing your favorite instrument. It could, you know, you could be passionate about music. You could be passionate about starting your own um, restaurant chain or whatever, but you don't have the time or the or the money to get there. That's usually the limiting factor for people. It's like, well, I'd love to go do all these things that excite me, but I don't have time and I don't have money. What we're saying is, is that network marketing is the best vehicle to go out and take ownership of your life so that you can have more time and you can have more money in your life so that you can take that time and money that you now have and go out and do the things that excite you and that you love and that you're passionate about so and especially for young people i mean we've got our whole life ahead of us and to me it's 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 our system is backwards you know i think that we should be investing time you know, in the things that we love now. And if that takes, you know, two, three, four years into a network marketing company, you know, that we can get passionate about and go help people and, you know, put our fulfillment levels through the roof. And that is awesome. And be a blessing in a lot of people's lives and earn income, uh, and then take that income and go make a real difference in the world that on things that excite us. I mean, that's, that's what this is our, I think our message is for young people. Um, You know, you don't have to be stuck in a nine to five job. You hate, um, you know, obviously we encourage people to go to college. That's where you meet your best friends in your life and you meet your network and you meet some of the most incredible people, but, you know, and it's important to, you know, go through all those steps, but just, you know, be open to the fact of network marketing, be open to the culture, be open to the business opportunity and, um, just, you know, have an open mind to life, uh, I think that's that's really the main message, and um, I know I'm I'm so grateful that I was finally open, and you know because network marketing has absolutely amplified my life. It's my made my life better. The relationships, the amount of purpose that I wake up with every single day, um, knowing that I can contribute, all that just equates to because I said I finally said yes to network marketing, and so. Um, I think it's a, a great thing for young people to get involved in. I think that's that's our overall theme uh, for for the for for, the, for this call.
0: Thank you so much, Eric, and I'll make sure in the show notes that there are several links to resources that people can access if they want to explore network marketing further for themselves. And I really appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation with me. I wanted to have this conversation for a long time. And I think you are a wonderful living example of someone who has taken your own personal success to go beyond your own personal success and to really be focused on service and contribution at larger and larger dynamics, larger and larger levels. And it's really a privilege to have had this conversation with you and to consider you my friend. And, uh, I'm very grateful for your generosity.
1: Thanks, Dr. David. Grateful for everything you do. And I know you're making a huge impact in the world. Love following you and, uh, love our friendship.
0: So we'll close today on freeing the body, freeing the soul with love and peace. Bye for now. Welcome, friends. Dr. David here again. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Eric Coover as much as I did. I just find his energy tremendously uplifting and infectious and uh, always enjoy my time with Eric. And before we go, I just wanted to ask you a personal favor to really do some soul searching and ask deep in your heart, who do you know, especially someone who is under the age of 35, who might really be blessed by you sharing this recording with them. And please share it with them and invite them to do the same. There's nothing quite like paying it forward and giving it all away. So until next time, this is Dr. David, and we'll close with love and peace. Bye for now. joining us for today's episode of freeing the body freeing the soul to access all episodes including show notes go to cuttingedgedoc.com that's cuttingedgedoc.com